0: Into another wonderful episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have two wonderful artists joining us today. We have the lead actor, producer, and editor, Dylan Benelage, and the creator, producer, and editor, Brian Riley, who are with the web series Play It by Ear. It's currently available on YouTube on their channel, which is Karen Twins Productions. We have a link already posted for you to be able to see this, but right now let's go ahead and welcome on our two guests, Dylan and Brian. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much.
0: I am so excited to have you two here and to be talking about your web series, play it by ear. This sounds really fantastic. We always love a good web series. Of course, it's very easily accessible for our listeners and for viewers. Can you both start? Let, why don't we start with you, Brian, by having you tell us a little bit about what this series, Play It By Air, is.
1: Yeah, sure thing. Play It By Ear" is a web series about a, a couple who is dealing, trying out like a long distance relationship for a year with one of them, Lucas, the boyfriend living in amsterdam and then mila the girlfriend living in los angeles
0: okay i love that very relatable story there now how did you come up with the idea for this
1: series well i will let dylan answer that as he's the one who was inspired by his own parents to create the series or like the ideas man is you know my preferred title actually (laughs) no so After I finished
2: university, I moved to Amsterdam because my dad's originally from the Netherlands. And I just did that because I wanted to get closer to the culture. But I also already had this production company with Brian, and we knew we wanted to keep producing stuff. We just didn't know what we could make, especially given our time difference and our locations at the time. Brian, you were still living in Connecticut, right? Yep. So we just kept ideating for a few months on different, you know, concepts. What could we do? You know, what's possible? <clears throat> Maybe we just keep writing stuff for a while. We brought in a collaborator of ours, a Simon keenitz Kincaid, who eventually brought in his girlfriend, Emily Zisco. And I remember just one day being inspired by my parents' long distance relationship. In 1989, they had a long distance relationship between the Netherlands and Boston, And every two weeks, my dad was flying out to see my mom. Every night, they were on the phone together for hours. Like Their phone bills were $1,000 a month. They were writing letters. And I just thought, you know what? That's a really interesting story. I don't think I've seen too many long-distance relationship projects out there. Maybe, oh, what's that one? Like Crazy with Anton Yelchin. And I thought, well, this might be interesting. Maybe we can do something with this long distance. And that was it until... Emily and Simon really kind of came up with a really beautiful outline of these two characters, Mila and Lucas, and they have to be credited fully for bringing that story, you know, giving it a a trajectory and bringing it really bringing it in for all of us. Cause at the time it was really just ideating, like, you know, are we going to put it in 1989? Is it contemporary? What are we doing with this? I think even one of my scripts was sci-fi and then they were like, no, we're going to do this story about like a, post-college couple trying to make it work from los angeles to amsterdam so i love that
0: well dylan i want to sit with you first on this and i want to ask what has it been like developing the series
2: it was pretty challenging i'd say because we were living a similar situation to what the characters were going through so we would have to plan meetings that worked in three different time zones simon and emily living in los angeles brian on the east coast in connecticut and then me in Amsterdam. I mean, that's nine hours difference for everybody. So, trying to figure out times to plan that, really staying consistent with our writer's room and just our production and planning out how are we going to even do something, you know, in one location, let alone two locations? Do we get different crews? Do we bring in certain people from the same crews? But what helped was that because we were living a similar situation to the characters, I think the story stayed pretty grounded and the story stayed pretty real. And we were always very connected to that. So we knew if we could figure out all the logistical nightmares, then the story would still be very strong because we were so in tune with that. Brian had had a long distance relationship for a while. Simon and Emily had a long distance relationship for a while. I met my girlfriend mid-production and we went into a long distance relationship directly after filming. So all of my acting really kind of was due to me thinking, Oh my god, in two weeks I'm leaving you. So post-method was, acting. Yeah, post-method <laughs> acting. Yeah. The acting, yeah. I was yeah, I can't I can't think of the joke, but there's a joke there. It's like reverse method acting, right? <laughs> acting and then doing that in real life. But yeah, I would say that it was very challenging, but we were lucky enough that the situation alone was really catered to that story so we always felt very connected to it and that's what i think really stands out that it's a really tight story
0: very cool
1: yeah
0: Ryan, what about you as as a creator as a producer and editor what has it been like developing this series
1: yeah i mean like like dylan said it was uh certainly certainly a challenge always trying to like find meeting times you know because we we did this obviously virtually um trying to like storyboard, um, you know, write scripts, et cetera. I always felt like I got the short end of the stick because I was in the middle of everybody's like times. So like we'd all be meeting, you know, like Simon and Emily starting their day in the morning. Dylan's ending his night or ending his day. It's like it's like six o'clock for him or something. And like I'm like in the afternoon, like on a Sunday would like to be doing other things but there i am uh, taking up most of my most of my afternoon just you know working on the series Uh, but but yeah it it felt like because we we worked on this for four four years the ball really started to roll in 2020 when we were all you know locked in because of covid it was like well what can we do to stay creative and then it was like then you know Emily came to us with this outline that Dylan mentioned. And, you know, from there, the ball just kind of kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And then kind of once that happened, we had our direction and our, and our step. It kind of felt like it was a lot of smoother goings with like the four of us meeting, you know, every week uh, or at least like two times a week, figuring this out, like tightening up the characters, storylines, etc. And yeah, that was It felt like a challenge that was like, or it felt like something that was never going to end. And then once we finally like, you know, got our budget and film, uh, started filming like, you know, in Amsterdam and Los Angeles, just kind of that. at that point, I felt like it was going by really fast. Like once you get into production and start filming, I feel like it flies by because it's like all this work you did to get to that point. And then like one week later, you're kind of done with it. It's crazy. That's
0: that's awesome though. (laughs) <laughs> what, a, what a journey.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: Now, is there a message or a thought that you're hoping that audiences will take away from Play It By Ear? And Brian, let me start with you on that.
1: I think the main sort of message that we have for this series is, you know, even though we live in such a technologically advanced, like, world where you can you can FaceTime your partner if you're in different time zones, different countries, even just like different city lines, and like see them virtually or talk to them on the phone without like your phone bill running up, et cetera. That doesn't make long distance necessarily easier. In fact, it, it could even make it harder in some sense where you're you're a little too connected. And that can bring more problems than you would think. Obviously depends on the couple. But yeah, I, th- I think that I think that's like the main idea. It's like long distance is still tough, despite the fact that you can be extremely connected to to your partner throughout the whole time. I like that,
0: Dylan. What about you?
2: I'd say that rather than an overall message, I really want the series to be relatable for most people. Which the general response so far is that it has been, which is nice. You know, a lot of people in the modern day try. Re- open relationships a lot of people in the past try, or not open relationships sorry uh, long distance relationships and they a lot of people in the past also try long distance relationships and that's that to me is the most important I want people to watch this and be like oh I can understand these characters I understand their decisions I see that they both have moments where they're correct and both moments where they're probably not correct like there's not one character that comes up on top of the other one and like Brian said I really like what said there, Brian, that it's, it really has nothing to do with how easy it is to maintain the communication through distance. It really has everything to do with how that impacts your relationship. You know, I would say, and I think we've talked about this a lot in the past that if you don't have the availability to see somebody on a call or on the phone or just text them all the time, if you really cannot phys- like see someone until you're physically with them, like my parents were back in the nineties, that might keep things more romantic. Like, imagine not being able to see each other for a month, like actually just a photo in your wallet. That's all you have in their voice. And then that day comes up that you can see them like that's a totally different emotion than what people experience now, because you do have the availability to talk every night guilt free. There's no bills attached to that or see each other every day if you FaceTime. And it might make that being together a little less meaningful. So it really technology doesn't make everything always easier, you know?
0: Absolutely. My final question for this first part of the interview is who do you hope have access to play it by ear? And Brian, I'm going to bounce to you again to start this off.
1: I hope it, I hope everyone can access play it by ear. That's that's why we put it on a YouTube channel. We rather than like try to like put it on like a streaming service or anything like that. We, you know, as Dylan said, we think that we find the show to be very relatable, whether it's for people who have been in long distance relationships or just people who have just been, and you know relationships and have had like similar struggles with their partner so we wanted to make it as accessible as possible and you know you know free just available for for anyone who stumbles upon it on YouTube or hears about it from us can find it watch it enjoy it and wait for more
0: love that and and Dylan what about you who do you hope have
2: access i would really i agree with Brian i think the reason we put it on YouTube was to value audience over you know the streaming services and and distribution companies we we went that route with our first feature film and we're very proud that we got that for our first feature film but i think you sacrifice some audience for that i want anybody and everybody to be able to watch this really put the audience first it's also why the episode it's broken up episodically in 15 minute bite-sized chunks right you can watch one and if you're really interested in itching to see where it goes watch another one and if you want to do it later then watch it later and if you're not interested at all then it's fine you only watch 15 minutes you know
0: i'm going to sneak a question in real quick
2: so you mentioned that it's six episodes 15 minutes a piece
0: is there maybe like a season two or or more to come with this or does the story wrap up and and that's kind of where it's at what what is in the future for play it by ear
1: So in terms of the storyline of season one, it does end with the last episode, but we do have an idea for season two and and one for season three, but we've decided that we want to make it more of an anthology series. So like the next season would be a different couple, maybe at a different stage in their life, you know, older, not fresh out of college, uh, different cities and ask like, to kind of dissecting a different stage in someone's relationship while trying long distance and doing that again like you know and in the next one
2: yeah i i I think i don't want to give too much away of like where it's going and the, the actual themes because we do have a really great idea of how to connect each anthology to be a larger story of relationships in general but we also recognize that It's more fun to examine different couples in different times and like what they're going through than following the same couple. Because for these two to go back in a long distance, what can we really explore with them now, right? And for anyone watching the show, you'll see that, you know, it's definitely open-ended where things can go. But we decided when we were finishing this show that we really want to sit with the long distance element of it rather than the couple themselves you could follow these characters as a couple into their next journey and their next stages of life but it wouldn't be long distance anymore we've already done that so rather than do that let's examine long distance relationships at different stages in their lives maybe you know they're they're far older you know, maybe they've been together a lot longer, maybe they're a lot closer, but it's a different time. So it's a little bit more difficult to keep that, right? Maybe it's not 2020, maybe it's 1960, who knows? So there's just a lot of different things that you can explore with that and keep that theme going, which we're very excited to do. We have some great ideas and I cannot wait to start getting, getting into the weeds, honestly.
0: up for the second part of our interview and let our listeners pick your brains a little bit and get to know you a little more and i want to start by asking the two of you what are who inspires you since this is a theater podcast you know what playwrights or composers or shows have inspired you or some of your favorites and dylan if i can start with you on that
2: sure actually this very very removed from play by your styling and themes and all that. It's also, you know, we contributed the writing, but again, the writing and the direction, that's all Simon, Kenis Kincaid, and Emily Anzisco. They're just fantastic writer-director team. But yep. one of my favorite filmmakers is also a playwright, so it's pretty topical, is Martin McDonough, is a uh, Irish playwright and uh, filmmaker. Just did Banshees of Inisherin, which was honestly one of the greatest movies I saw oh. in the last, like, four or five I years. Yeah. Just great film. So I love, I'm a big fan of slow burns, you know, deeper dialogue, things I can go back to and catch new things in the dialogue. I, if you can make me feel a lot with a little, you know, not big explosions, not big deaths, not things like that. And I would argue that that movie is making me feel a lot with a little, like about two friends that just don't like each other anymore on paper. That seems like the most boring film, but by the end of it, it's so moving. You know so mm-hmm. that's a huge he's a huge inspiration I, I love all his work
1: and his brother's work Oh, uh, and yeah can't forget the brother no
0: i love that ryan wonder who inspires you
1: let's see well i mean like dylan martin mcdonough for sure inspires me as well i also in a in a more in a more newcomer fashion I don't, I don't know if he's really a newcomer anymore but i also really like admire sean baker's work you know movies like the florida project i just they do a really good job at showing just like humanity and with no like frills behind it or anything like that i just i just really admire that work because like it could be something that should be like really boring or like could be like too overly dramatic and it like it never is i feel like it hits his movies always at kind of like the perfect tones and like really develop characters in a really engaging way so that both mcdonough and sean baker i think do that well so i would say the two of those really really inspire me
0: i like the list i like both of those lists that's fantastic and i am also a fan of martin mcdonough I want to ask you to: have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners?
1: Not me. The last thing I saw was a COVID Zoom theater production that my girlfriend's former boss like hosted, and it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I go every once in a while, but
2: I'm predominantly a musical guy. So I saw Hadestown, which is great. I saw Wicked for the fourth time because I love that one so much and bought the book. So I'm like almost done with the book, which is far darker. If anybody's interested, it's not like the musical. The book is dark, man. And then Little Shop of Horrors, which is also the musical that made me love musicals. I saw that in high school and then I saw that in the, the West. So it's not on Broadway, but it was so good. Really enjoyed it. Going to see Sweeney Todd very soon, which I'm excited for.
0: I want to ask you to my favorite question to ask guests, which is what is your favorite theater memory?
2: Mine is my grandfather used to come visit me every day. And then once a week we'd go to Walmart to buy a toy and then go see a movie. And I don't remember any of the movies we went to go see, except for the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man when I was like seven years old or something like that. And that was just a very, is a very nice memory. I I can't like, I can't remember seeing anything else of them. I have other memories that link me to like film because of my grandfather, but that was so special. I don't know. Like I think about the conversation we had about the movie. Also Spider-Man's relationship to his uncle, right. Who in those originals is like kind of like a grandfather figure. Cause they didn't go with a younger uncle. They went with like a great uncle interpretation. I don't know. That was really impactful. I really think that that has a lot to do with why I continued in the, you know, cinema uh,
1: through college. And now, as a career, that maybe it should have gone first. I'm not going to top that.
0: I love that, though. That is a <laughs> wonderful memory. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so, Brian, what about you? What is your favorite memory?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, this is more theater-related, but one of the few theater productions I did go see was a very, very long time ago. I remember going with, I think, I believe, my mom and her best friend and I think her best friend's nephew and we went to go see Tarzan and you know as a as a kid like a young kid especially one who really liked just to go to the movies and and whatnot I just kind of was like yeah I'll go I don't care I'm not gonna like this it's gonna be whatever but I remember being like really blown away from, uh, from seeing that, from seeing Tarzan's like theater, like the theatrical version of it. And it was just a really nice time with, with my mom and her friend and her nephew. So I always think about that when I think about the theater.
2: I
0: love that as well. Two fabulous memories. Thank you both for sharing those. Are there any other projects or productions that either of you have coming on the pipeline we might be able to plug for you?
2: Yeah, Brian and I are doing a bunch of like Bunch of productions right now, trying to grow the company out a little bit with more artists, more directors, more writers. At the end of the day, we're a production company. So we facilitate, right? We'll help you make your production. With that being said, we're going to have this project coming out next year called KT Short Shorts, where we're going to start producing under five minute shorts from up and coming writers and directors. So we're going to have some submission forms that will be released later this year. People should submit their work and we'll choose the first 10 films and we'll guarantee that production. As well as just, you know, plugging this show, getting as many eyes on it as possible. The more eyes we get it on, on it now, then the easier it's going to be to convince people to make season two with us.
1: Yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, finally, if our listeners want more information about Play It By Ear or about either of you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so?
1: Visit our website, KarenTwins.com, our YouTube channel, Karen Twins Productions hopefully that is the first thing that pops up when you search it on youtube i haven't fact checked that but who else is going by that name and then you can always email us at info at com. and yeah we're we're around we like meeting people chatting with people so uh hit us up check us check us out let's make a movie together
0: i love that Well, Dylan, Brian, thank you both so much for taking the time to speak with me today about this wonderful web series and just all the insight you offered. I really appreciate it. So thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thanks very much.
0: My guests today have been the lead actor, producer, and editor, Dylan Ventilage, and the creator, producer, and editor, Brian Riley, who are part of the web series, Play it by ear. It's available now on YouTube, on their YouTube channel, Karen Twins Productions. We have the link for that as well as some contact info for them under our episode description as well as on our social media posts. So you can go ahead right now on YouTube, check out their channel, Karen Twins Productions, and there you will find this very cool web series, Play It by Ear.